Welcome everyone to The Floor Is, sometimes affectionately called The Floor Is Lava. For those who are newcomers, Lava is multi-chain RPC that just freaking works. We want to welcome everybody. Today's topic uh, is really exciting. We have Francesco here representing both Apibara and StarkNet React. Give me one second, let these emergency vehicles pass. So anybody who joins, who's in the community, who has questions, of course, is welcome to speak. We can, of course, add you to the uh, you can request to speak and you'll be allowed to ask questions. But uh, this is a really exciting opportunity to talk a little bit about StarkNet React. I won't give too much of a, of a preamble because I'd like to give justice to it. And I'd like to let Francesco do do his thing. So with, without uh, further ado, Francesco, do you mind introducing yourself? Uh -huh. Hi everyone, I'm Francesco. I'm the co-founder at Tapibara and developer of StarkNet React. Uh, thank you for having me today. Thank you. We're really excited. Like I said, this is this is really cool to uh, be able to speak about this. Uh, I, I would like to open really with one of the questions that we often ask our guests, which is, how did you make your inroads to Web3? Uh, so I was working in finance before uh, doing Web3. And so obviously, uh, you know, like people wanted to trade crypto assets because it's quite uh, profitable. And so I started basically by writing like, automatic trading systems for crypto, mostly like Bitcoin and ETH, because they're the one that had the most liquidity at the time. And then I realized that uh, trading is sort of like a zero sum game in that, you know, if you improve your system, then you make money off someone else. And then they improve the system and then you're not making any money anymore. And I find that, like, not that exciting. And I realized that we can build cool applications, especially on Ethereum, right? And so I decided to become a builder more than trading. And that's how I got started. Beautiful. I love to hear the journey, love to hear the walk. People actually come from such diverse places, but that's really cool to hear that you had that, what they call traditional finance background. That's, uh, that's always, I think, allows people to better understand uh, what's really at play with the space. So thank you for sharing. We want to start this with the uh, some low-hanging fruit, I would say, uh, just for those listeners who are less familiar, and I think almost everyone should be familiar, but we'll, we'll go ahead and start with this. Can you give me a brief rundown on StarkNet? If you can, and I'll issue a challenge to you afterwards, you go ahead. Yeah, so StarkNet is uh, a layer two, and it uses um, validity proofs or zero-knowledge proofs to prove the, basically to, to secure the, the network. And I think what's exciting about StarkNet is that they didn't just try to use Solidity. They invented their own language, which is called Cairo, which is more like Rust. And it's very exciting and allows people to build things that on Ethereum or EVM would not be possible to build. Well, you were concise enough that I don't need to issue my challenge. I ordinarily ask guests to define something and then I'll ask them to give it in one sentence. So I just want to say thank you for the concise explanation. Uh, let's go uh, ahead and move on. 
I, I have an even shorter version to say that, right? Uh, I think Let's hear idea, it. Yeah, yeah, I think the idea behind validity proof is that you compress computation and not data, right? It's the same as zipping a file, but you're zipping a program that is running. I think that's what's very cool about ZK proofs. Great. And I'm having a little bit of trouble hearing you. Um, I don't know if you can increase the volume on your mic or move a little bit closer. It'd be helpful for me. I don't know if others are, are similarly having trouble. Oh, yeah, I will move closer. I'm outside, so sorry. No problem. So uh, with that said, what is StarkNet React? Let's, let's go there. Yeah, so the idea is that developers basically want to build web applications. That's how 90% of users interact with dApps. And what StarkNet React makes it possible is that it makes it easier to build uh, apps using React, which is uh, the most popular JavaScript library to build front-ends. And React was developed by Facebook. It's used by, I think, most companies to build front-ends. And so it's very important to have a library that makes it as easy as possible for developers to build front-ends. So it was, a, it was a way to allow developers who are building dApps on StarkNet to, to build front-end applications. Yeah, so I think the main challenge for developers is that they have to deal with the low level details of connecting to a wallet or sending, you know, asking the user to sign a, uh, a transaction or sign some data or to fetch the value from the blockchain, right? And, you know, it's quite, all developers have to do that. And it's, there's a lot of like small things that you need to take care of. And so the idea behind a library like StarkNet React is to simplify development by you know, we implement all the individual things so that developers can focus on their apps. I'm a, I'm a big fan of React. I like the component structure. I think that's a really cool design pattern. And so I'm excited to uh, see, you know, as, as StarkNet React continues to catch on and be used, how it empowers StarkNet developers. Yeah, we already have people developing like, components to, to show, for example, a profile of the user based on uh, StarkNet IDs. So they can show like the profile picture, uh, the account name associated with the wallet address and that type of thing, even like the Discord or Twitter account. So it's very exciting to see people building these sort of reusable components and make them available to more people. Uh, I know you mentioned uh, Facebook supporting or creating, I should say, React, but um, I wanted to ask, did you consider any other uh, front-end frameworks or libraries to, to, to build as opposed to just React? Why, why did you settle on React? Um, so I think the main thing is that it's the most popular and the most used, and I think it's good, right? And, and I, like, I think especially when building UIs, it's very important to have like high-quality components that you can reuse in your application. For example, now everyone is using ShadCN, which is a new uh, UI library. And because we use uh, React, we start in React, right? it's very easy to use these very high-quality components in your dApps. I would agree. I just didn't want my bias to overtake the conversation, but I wanted to hear it from you directly. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about Apibara? And if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, please correct me. Yeah, no, I it prefer is to be. Yeah, okay, good. It's like, uh, it's like Capybara, right? Big fun of the animal. Uh, and yes. then again, I like to build uh, apps and apps, right? And what I noticed, it was very difficult to that you synchronize on-chain data with, say, a database so that I could build the rest of my apps like I always do with, you know, basically as a web application. And so the idea behind Apibara is that we make it super easy to say I want to get these on-chain data from StarkNet, let's say, and synchronize to my Postgres database on Superbase or on AWS. And Apibara takes the data from one place, transforms it, and puts it into the table and keeps it synchronized. Beautiful. 
So is uh, how is Apibara connected to StarkNet React? Uh, just, you know, uh, I'm a builder, right? I like to build things. And I was like, you know, trying to build apps. And I noticed that there was these two components that were missing as a developer. So I built Apibara to basically build the backend for our DAP. So again, synchronizing on-chain data to a database. And then I realized there's nothing to build a front-end, so I built StarkNet React for that. So really, you're you're helping, you're giving uh, development tools that will really help somebody who wants to build a StarkNet app from start to finish. They can yeah, use exactly. Apipar to fetch data and StarkNet React to build the uh, interfaces. Yeah, so it's a full stack, stack right? Uh, front-end, back-end, anything. That's nice. Uh, so we see that you just dropped uh, the new website and docs for version two. Just congratulations on that. Uh, what new updates does version two bring? Yeah, so the most important update is that uh, we went from using the what is called like the StarkNet Gateway, which is a server run by Starkware, to fetch information to using a RPC server, so like a node. Uh, and that was the main change that you know prompted the release of version two. Uh, so now we've switched from the gateway to RPCs. Nice. Um, are there any new features or future features planned or anything juicy else that we should know about with that? Uh, yes. So like, there's one cool thing we did in this change is that we support what is called like arcade accounts that are a thing that is probably unique to StarkNet at the moment or like very, very easy to implement in StarkNet. And the idea is that instead of having, you know, like someone building, say, a game, Instead of having the, to ask the user to sign a transaction at every single step, they can deploy a special account, which is called like an arcade account, that can only take some specific actions, right? So for example, you can only interact with the game, but you cannot move funds or money. Uh, and that way, StarkNet React now supports building this type of app where you have a main account, which is connected to your wallet, and you have an arcade account for some specific parts, parts of your application that don't require the user to sign a transaction before si sending the transaction. That's very cool. That's very cool. I think in general, uh, as we get more sophisticated account structures, account abstraction and things like that, we'll be able to build a lot more flexible dApps, a lot more flexible dApps and platforms. So uh, one question I did want to ask you, <laughs> I think this is something that's just, you know, Lava is always talking about a multi-chain future. We're always talking about moving uh, across a lot of different chains, working with a lot of chains. You've seen our IPRPC efforts and our public RPC efforts where we actually have uh, support for public StarkNet links. Um, I, it's it's a really important for us to support the uh, multi-chain future. So my question is, there are a lot of roll-ups in L2s. Why StarkNet? Well, I think uh, it's a good question, right? And I think what makes StarkNet difference, I think, is the community. They were able to attract like very, like, uh, good people, like not only like very competent and very good at, you know, software development or like trying new things, but also like I noticed is the most nice community. I think one important thing we to notice is that, you know, when we see statistics now in the bear market, a lot of other layer ones or layer twos lost developers while StarkNet was one of the few that gained developers in this market. And I think that's just because of the community. And on top of that, Cairo now with version two, is a very, very nice language and is similar to Rust. So then everyone is switching to Rust and Cairo looks like Rust and it has some very powerful features. I think that's amazing. Yeah, I think um, that that takeaway right there is something that we should all take heed to in Web3. What you just said about community 
being one of the major sticking points. I think often we focus on the features and sometimes we focus on the products and offerings. But I think uh, at its core, a lot of what keeps people around and keeps people focused and, and even enthused is the sense of community that they discover in certain places. So that was a really awesome insight. I'm, I'm glad that you shared that. Can you talk to us a little bit about the uh, partnership with Lava? Why Lava? Why, why, you know, just in general, give us an outline of, of how the integration, how the partnership works, and then why, why Lava? Yeah, so as I mentioned, uh, one of the defining features of StarkNavy RPC 2 is about uh, using RPCs. And so I was looking for companies that support like StarkNet RPC and they provide our group quality service. And also on top of that, maybe, you know, if they're decentralized, the better. And I think Lava fits. Uh, you know, basically everything. And so I got in touch with the Lava team and you know, just just talked to them and mentioned some things. And what I found like very impressive is that one time, it was like, I think just Saturday evening or Friday evening, and I found a bug on, on, on Lava, like the, there's some small issue. And I contacted the team on Slack. And after like half an hour, it was fixed, right? And it was Friday or Saturday night. And at that point, I knew not only the uh, nice people, but they also like very, very dedicated to providing a good quality service to developers. Well, we'll take the compliment. I will say uh, we have a lot of very hardworking and very responsive people, uh, both on, on our engineering team and elsewhere. So I'm, I'm glad that that was able to uh, benefit you. Um, I, I also will say we have a lot of doers in our community, and I'm sure they're hearing about StarkNet React if not for the first time, then again, and they're hearing about Apabara, I'm sure they've heard of some of these things before, but what would be your call to action to the listeners on the call? Well, again, if they are developers, my advice is that to, you know, go on GitHub where we have both the source code for Starknet React and for Apibara, and then, you know, just contribute code to the, to the project, right? Again, I think uh, being open source is the strength in that uh, anyone can look at the code, understand how it works and also improve it. And on top of that, we also have a, like, uh, a partnership with OnlyDAS so that if you're a developer and you're contributing code to Apibara or StarkNet React, you're also going to get paid for your work. So it's a great way, like, especially if you're like younger or, or you're switching to the software development now, it's a great way to build a portfolio and get paid to do that. Beautiful. Get involved, folks. It's definitely worth it to get involved with some of these communities. And as we said, it's the community that counts. So uh, another tradition that we're trying to start is we like to have the projects which come on shout out other projects uh, during or at the end of each space. So what's a StarkNet project that you uh, you particularly take a liking to or that you think we could bring on even and, and why? Uh, so I think gaming related, I like what Loot Survivor is doing. So they build this on-same game that is, reminds me of, like, of some older RPGs. Uh, where basically you take on-chain actions to explore a space and you have your adventurer and then you fight monsters and then you die. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's an RPG, you always die. Uh, and then, you know, the goal is to get the highest score. And I think what they're building is very, very cool. And DeFi related, I think a Kubo is like setting uh, AMM that is based on Uniswap V4. And it's the same developer as Uniswap. And, you know, they're trying to experiment on a lot of things and they're really taking advantage of Cairo as a language to, and they'll start it as a network to build something that will be very difficult to build on other chains. Are you a gamer? Uh, when I have time, uh, I used to play a lot of games, way too much games probably. Uh, now I keep it down like a few hours per week. 
okay, you, you got to tell us <laughs> some of your favorite games of all time. I think that'd be interesting. Okay, so I used to play World of Warcraft like a lot. I had a few years of playtime. Uh, mind you, it's not I played World of Warcraft for a few years. I had years of playtime, uh, so over like six years or more. And then I was very competitive in Counter-Strike. I was like top 10 in Europe. Top 10%, sorry. Not wow. top 10. Yeah, wow. uh, played like thousands of hours in that game. There were a couple of games like that that I played. Uh, I did play World of Warcraft mainly as a demo. I didn't really get too far into that, but I used to play EverQuest. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, but that's a throwback. Oh, yeah, that one is also a pretty good one. Yeah. And I, again, I think the community aspect is very important that type of game, right? Uh, I feel like at some point for the last three or four years that I played the game, I was not staying because the game is good. I was staying because I had my friends playing the same game as me. And I knew a lot of people in the game, right? I think, and I think that's a, a a great insight again because um, I think there's an oversimplification sometimes, especially when we start talking about developer communities. You know, like oh, if the docs are good, oh, if the uh, if the uh, interfaces are good, but really, it's it's about that that moment, like like you said, when you have a bug or an issue, and you ask for help, and you get that like golden help from a community member who takes all their time to just assist you with something. I think that that. That oftentimes is the experience that keeps developers around. Yeah, I agree with that. That's why what I'm trying to do with Happy Bar and Start Every Art is that, you know, if anyone, no matter like their level, right? So they just started programming or maybe they're a senior developer. I always try to get them engaged uh, in the community and to contribute code and maybe I mentor them and help them get started. From your perspective, uh, what what do you think we can do to introduce more developers to Web3 in general and, you know, StarkNet React and these sorts of uh, full stack solutions in specific? Uh, that's a good question. So I think one of the exciting things about Web3 is that we basically have a way to compose applications together, right? And I know that we, if we can send a message to people that say, showing how they can build dubs that solve like real problems for real people by composing together things that other people have built before them. It, it's very powerful, right? Uh, that is that I think if you try to build any type of financial application in like a Web2 world, it would take you months just to get licenses and permissions and do anything, right? But in Web3, I can just, you know, deploy a smart contract that interacts with the Uniswap or Aave and I build on top of them. And it's something that is not possible to do in Web2, right? And it's something that we should show people so they build the next big thing that way. Yeah, I love that that value proposition. I think uh, making it a, a ease a thing of ease is something uh, in some ways many 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 times more convincing than a thing of uh, ideology, which I think oftentimes we rest on. You know, as developers, we talk about it being decentralized and whatnot. But what you're talking about definitely makes sense. So appreciate that insight. I do have another question for you with regards to Starknet React, which is, uh, what's something like really cool, really unexpected? that you've seen built with StarkNet React? Something that kind of blew your socks off or surprised you? Uh, uh, interesting. I think I've seen like, uh, again, Loot Survival, I think is built using StarkNet React, so the beta game using, you know, React. Uh, and it was surprising. Uh, in general, like, there's uh, some very good quality apps, especially on StarkNet, like uh, Afnu, which is a, basically a dead aggregator. And again, they use StarkNet React, and they build this very, very, very polished web interface for, for a swap. 
And I think it was pretty cool, like see people that be like this. After I would never be able to be myself, right? I know that would, uh, I've been like good user experiences, but you know, very satisfying to see that I, I build like good enough tools for people to build very, very good user experiences. Got it. And that's what I was going to ask you is kind of like, as the creator of this, well, I, I guess what is the <laughs> emotional impact or psychological feeling that happens when you see like somebody built a game, like somebody actually built a game using this front end library? Yeah, I think it's very cool. Like the way I see the, the reason I like to build developer tools is that, you know, I know I'm quite good at that. And also like, maybe I have like, say, 100 people that are using my tools, right? Which is not a lot, but each one of them has like a thousand people. And now my work is influencing like 100,000 people, right? Sort of like a multiplier when you build developer tools. It is amazing. Like when you see the uh, scale of like, just even something like an NPM package or something, you see how many times something like that has been downloaded. Think about all those computers, all those people who have just used it like almost unthinkingly. Some, some things just become part of like the tapestry that a developer draws on when they're developing. So I think you're, uh, you're on your road to doing that with StarkNet React. Yeah, it's very cool. Especially like, I like when there's conferences and people are building their Arkansas projects, right? And have these people come on our Discord server and ask questions. Uh, you know, it's very, very cool. So like, no, everyone right, all around the world is using StarkNet React or Apipar. Right. Do you know of any developments in the wider StarkNet space or even Ethereum space, which uh, you think are interesting? Even I, I'd even expand this question outwards to say any trends in Web3 that you're particularly excited about right now? Uh, I think the work on modular chains is very exciting that sort of like each project is building one specific aspect of the blockchain and they're very good at doing that. Right? For example, now we see Celestia with the data availability layer. So that you know, projects that are building maybe on Starknet for the execution layer, right? they can use Celestia for data availability. And that's very cool. Uh, one example of that is uh, Madara on Starknet. So they took the, right, they basically the, the open source library from Polkadot and they build like Starknet on top of that, right? And then they have this pluggable like uh, DA, so data availability layer. Uh, it is pretty cool to, to see that like modular chains. Can you say it again? That's Madara? Uh, yeah, Madara. I have to look into that further. I've heard of it, but I haven't, I haven't done as much research on it as I'd like to. So I'll look into that. Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, very smart idea. We're now talking more about Lava as being modular in the sense of our data, you know, offering a data access layer that any blockchain, any API can, can use. I don't know if you're familiar with, and this is to our listeners as well, the spec system that Lava implements, but it's pretty simple now for us to support any type of API or chain, regardless of the underlying architecture. Something that you may take interest to, Francesco, as a developer and uh, some yeah. of our listeners as well. Yeah, so that is very cool. So with that, uh, we wanted to extend it out to anyone who's present if they had any questions for Francesco regarding either Apibara, StarkNet React, or the future of Web3. We definitely would uh, welcome anybody who has questions in that direction. Otherwise, I would like to uh, ask you, do you have any parting words for our audience here on the floor? Is? Yeah, just the only thing I would say is that uh, I know for a lot of developers I talk to, sometimes they feel like they are not good enough to contribute to open source or to Web3 projects. And my advice is that, you know, 
doesn't matter. Like everyone has to start somewhere. Like all of even the best developers, you know, in the community, right? They started. They were not able to to build the most basic program, right? So my advice is to just go out, build something, you know, talk to other developers, share your work with others, learn from others, and then keep going. Fully support that message. <laughs> we need as many people as possible just trying stuff. And believe me, uh, when you find a community that fits, they will coach you up to the level that you're trying to get to. So. I appreciate that message to everyone. Definitely all those who are listening, give a look at StarkNet React, give a look at Apibara, take a look at uh, what what some of the uh, projects that Francesco has mentioned are doing in StarkNet space. It'll be an awesome opportunity for you to see how Web3 is truly alive and kicking. This has been The Floor Is, and we just want to thank everyone for attending. Uh, we, we really appreciate our audience here. Uh, if you haven't already, check us out at lavanet.xyz. You can also go to gateway.lavanet.xyz and sign up for an account there where you can get free access to StarkNet as well as other uh, networks. You can check us out on our docs.lavanet.xyz and take a look. We have public links for StarkNet. If you're building on StarkNet, you're probably going to need RPC. So. Uh, we do offer that through Lava. So please take a look at us. Lava is, as I said at the beginning, it's multi-chain RPC that just freaking works. And we're so excited. We're really grateful, uh, sincerely, Francesco, to have had you on today with The Floor Is. This has been a joy. I uh, just want to once again thank everybody for attending. And that has been The Floor Is, Francesco, Apibara, and StarkNet. Everybody take care. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds Flick the cap though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked and non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the Hostage. Like the shit is play for keeps clowns, white knight, and all these Maybelines. They call it implausible when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats. Tearing apart your community, all these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back, ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats, and then we'll round up the beasts and send 
the messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Terror spaces.